Welcome back to another session of Better Podcasting Chats with me, SP. This is a streamed and recorded casual chat or conversation with other hobby and passion podcasters to share their experience, knowledge, joy, and enthusiasm of podcasting. Once this live stream is over, I'm going to take these recorded files and turn them into a podcast. Better Podcasting is a project by Stephen John Drew and myself to help hobby and passion podcasters start their projects and make their existing podcasts better. That's why we came up with the name, Better Podcasting. Now, for the next few moments, please excuse me. I'm going to talk about my passion, which is space. We'll start off with SpaceX, and in SpaceX news, I'll actually discuss NASA first. A senior NASA official who oversees the development of the agency's Artemis Moon program said during a live stream NASA Advisory Council meeting on October 31st, that he expects the first Starship orbital flight test to occur in the early part of December 2022. That's just a few weeks away. NASA is tracking Starship's development due to the Human Landing Systems contract for the Artemis program, which is going to put people back on the moon in a few years. Also very exciting. Now, over on the NASA side of the house, they rolled out the Artemis 1 stack with SLS and Orion back out to the launch pad LC-39B on Friday, November 4th. Now, Hurricane Nicole is about to crash into the east coast of Florida and pretty much target the Space Coast, where Kennedy Space Center is. We all wish the best to everyone involved, their families, their homes, and we sure hope that Artemis definitely survives the hurricane. We'll find out in a couple of days because NASA is keeping it out on the launch pad. In my other podcast projects, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be covering Morbius. Actually, I'm editing that show right now with professionally trained transmedia screenwriter Susanna Lewis from the Thornvale podcast. It was an exciting recording, and I sure hope y'all like that when it comes out. The Better Podcasting main show returned last week, episode 262, and it was published on 6 November. Go check that out. To find out what the plan for the main Better Podcasting show is going to be going forward. In case you are new to Better Podcasting Chats with SP, which is this show right here, if you are a hobby or passion podcaster, I am interested in chatting with you and having a conversation with you. If you want to schedule a time to chat with me about your podcasting experience and your podcast, please send me an email to stargatepioneer at betterpodcasting.com. You can also send me a DM on Twitter, as long as Twitter exists, Elon, let's keep it going, or Discord, and we'll arrange a date. In case you don't think this applies to you and you are listening to this show, it does apply to you, and I am excited to chat with you. And talking about chatting with other hobby and passion podcasters, for the next hour, I'm chatting with a relatively new podcaster. Kadabra is a graphic designer, writer, podcaster, and producer for the Smoke to Smoke podcast. She just started podcasting in 2022, and I'm really excited to talk to a brand spanking new podcaster. Welcome to the chat, Kadabra. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to have a new podcaster. I don't really have the opportunity to talk to new podcasters all that much, so I'm really excited. I mean, that first year was really exciting for me for podcasting. How is exciting? How has that been for you? It's been very exciting. There have been admittedly some slow periods where I've gotten a bit discouraged with it, 
but it's just nice being able to make those connections. And every time I see that I have a new listener or even a new follower, a new download, it just gives me that extra boost of motivation to keep making the content that I make. All right. Well, we'll talk about the disappointments coming up or the distractions. For the meantime, let's start by talking about what inspired you to start podcasting. Uh, Truly what inspired me, I'd say, would be um, my passion for research as well as my husband. I was listening to a lot of music at work, but I needed a change of pace because I was listening to a lot of the same things. And I really like learning. So my husband, who had been listening to podcasts for several months at that point, suggested maybe trying to find podcasts that were suiting my own interests. So I got into that. I really enjoyed listening to people have these conversations about different topics to where I felt like I could join in and have a round round table discussion with them. And after a while, I started hearing ads for these different hosting platforms and it made it to where I was like, well, maybe I can do this myself. So yeah, it was really my husband that inspired me to try pursuing this on my own. Does he podcast as well? He does not. He just really loves listening to podcasts. All right. I certainly loved listening to podcasts at the beginning, too, to the point where I got so jealous of it. I finally started a few years later. And look at me now after 10 years. So you were inspired to do that through ads and your husband. Where'd you learn to actually podcast? I guess YouTube kind of taught me. I was basically kind of learning as I was going. Anytime I got to a point where I was like, well, I don't really know what to do here. Quick Google search or quick YouTube search, find a couple minute video. And it kind of just guided me in kind of the right direction. But then um, using Reddit as well, I've been able to outsource on r slash podcasting and get a lot of insight there too. So what gear are you currently using to record your podcasts? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that question. And um, I don't really have the most complex gear at all. I record using, uh, I think it's a 720p Samsung Chromebook. No mic, no nothing. Just I try to make my surrounding to dampen the any excess noise as much as possible. Usually I record in the closet just because all those clothes make it to where there's not a whole bunch of reverb. Do you record under a blanket or a quilt? No, I do not record under a blanket, but there's so many clothes in my closet that it kind of just dampens all that sound. They usually do. It depends on how big the closet is and what the configuration of the closet and how many clothes you have in it. But you sound pretty damp in there. So I think you made a good decision. Oh, yeah. The closet is not really. It's enough to where I can put my arms out just a little bit and that's it. There's not a lot of whole a whole bunch of room to spin around and do kick flips and stuff. You are a great example of just grabbing what you have and running with it. That's awesome. Usually we recommend on better podcasting, starting with something like a Samsung Q2U microphone. But you know, that's still depending on where you are in the world, somewhere between $50, $80 US. So if you don't have that, you just everybody's got a cell phone. Some people are lucky enough to have a tablet or a laptop. You can use that to get started. That is awesome that you just grabbed what you had and you made it happen. Yeah, when I first started out, I was recording a lot on my phone. I experimented with a few different types of headsets to see what would work. And so the first couple episodes of Smoke to Smoke, you can definitely hear where I'm experimenting with. Um, I've tried like Bluetooth headsets, which don't sound nearly as clear as like a wired headset. And 
Now I just switched over to where I don't even use the microphone because ultimately when I was using those things, I was getting a little bit of like um, where my audio was cutting out and I couldn't quite control that. I didn't know what was going on. So it was just easier to try to record it straight into the phone. All right. So your podcast is Smoke to Smoke. Can you tell everybody a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah. So uh, I'm a medical cannabis patient in Arkansas. And since I started the program earlier on this year, I've basically um, made this podcast. It started out with me and a friend, but they kind of uh, lost interest in doing the show after about the third episode. So it's been kind of me um, taking it under the wheel, trying to figure out what direction I'm really going with it. But mostly I do a lot of interviews with different cannabis industry influencers, whether they be content creators on Instagram or um, people who have small businesses. I even had like a couple larger businesses on there, but that was just kind of a stroke of luck that they are a friend of a friend that wanted to be on the show. I do product reviews, basically all things cannabis. I also try to do a little bit of like, there's some weeks where I'll cover, um, like if there's a hot topic in the news, I'll cover that for an episode. Um, they're really anywhere from like 16 minute to an hour long episode, depending on the topic. But you can just tune into my show to find anything about cannabis you may be interested in. So what's a standard recording session like? Are you just you said you're solo, but you also have industry reps and other influencers on. So do you do interviews or is it mostly a solo show? Well, the earlier episodes were mostly um, solo, but once I got to where I was able to frequently have guests on the show. It's kind of like a one-on-one chat with them to find out more about their business, their successes, what make them, what's made them stand out compared to their competitors, as well as how, like what plans they ha- have for the future, what consumers can look forward to and why they should trust them and see that they're like a real person behind their logo. So you're doing these interviews. What kind of service do you use to do the connection and to record? Well, I started out recording on Anchor. I was having a lot of issues with that. I lost several different interviews just because it sounded perfectly clear while I was recording. But then after the fact, after it processed, either they'd sound like a chipmunk or half the audio would be cut out to where I just couldn't really piece it together to make anything. So. When I joined the Discord, the Better Podcasting Discord, I found out that I could use StreamYard. Because I started using StreamYard, I think I was 10 minutes into what I should have been already recording with a guest, but Anchor was giving me so many issues, I kind of quickly hopped over to Discord and I was like, guys, help me out. And you did. So yeah, now I use StreamYard. Well, that's awesome. And for the audience of this show, a little bit of peeking behind the curtain, this is the first time that I've ever using StreamYard where we're not using a video. We had a little problem with the internet connection going back and forth. And by getting rid of the video component, we were able to still stay connected in order to stream the audio. Basically, there's a video component going out, but it's not really impacting either of our internet. So this is kind of unique for me to actually connect without that video connection on StreamYard. So you are helping me test something out that I normally wouldn't have done. Well, I'm happy to help. This is usually how I record a lot of my interviews, just because I don't really have the bandwidth to support both people having video, or as you saw, even one person having their video component on. 
Uh, that's something I hope to work on in the future. But right now, I kind of live in an area where the Wi-Fi connection is, it can't really get much connection out here. And not everybody can have broadband internet or fiber where they're at. That was an issue that I had at my family lake place for a while. Eventually, we got fiber out there, but it's only to the lake. You know, you go two blocks off the lake and these poor farmers that are out there, they still don't have the good internet for now. Although I don't know if that's fixed by now or not. But yeah, that is an example of not everybody has strong internet. And I know there's Starlink out there, Elon Musk Starlink that is available, but not everybody can get that. It's in beta right now. And it is like $80 a month at least, or $120 a month in that range, plus a substantial equipment that you need to invest in to begin with hundreds of dollars, like around $500. I don't know the exact amount these days. So it's not cheap to get stronger internet. And even that isn't great internet. It's not like you're getting a gig down and a gig up. So once again, you are a great example of making it work with podcasting with tools that most podcasters take for granted, and you're able to do it with the tools that you have. Yeah, that's what I've tried to make the most of what little I got. (laughs) Sounds like you've been pretty successful. Yeah, you could say that. So going back a year now, since this is November and you started in 2022, so going back to November of 2021, if you could have told yourself one thing to make it easier to start podcasting at that time, what would you have told yourself? I would have told myself to not necessarily rely on a co-host for every single episode. It's something that right after the third episode, when my co-host decided that she didn't really want to have much part in the show anymore. I almost quit the show after doing the three episodes because I wanted to have some type of um, energy that I could feed off of with my conversations. And I really didn't know how to make the most of that at the time. So really just telling myself that if I could, like, I don't have to rely on one person to make the show work. I have to rely on myself as well. Okay. That's pretty cool. Now you mentioned right off the top of the show that you had some ups and downs over the past year. Now, one of those downs probably obviously is the fact that your co-host left the show after three episodes. Did you have anything other than that that were just real challenges that you had to get through over the past year? Uh, Well, like I said as well, the Anchor issue, trying to record with Anchor a lot of the time was a headache. Um, I couldn't really record with more than one other person so i couldn't do um game show episodes which is something that i've been trying to implement over the past couple months and i even have one coming up in the next couple weeks that i'm recording and it was making it to where i was losing a lot of the progress that i was making i was writing all these shows out i was sending them out to people and we were taking all this time to do something that at the end of the day i didn't have any product for or end result because anchor was messing it up so I had to figure out some way to switch over from that because ultimately that would have been the death of my podcast. Yeah. It's like free is like great to start out on, but you get what you pay for. Uh-huh. Pay for your time or your money, or you pay as if you're not paying for it, you are the product. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Mm-hmm. 
so you have these recorded files from StreamYard. What do you do in post-production? Do you edit it all? Do you put it in some sort of a digital audio workstation? Or how do you get the files ready to be posted? I do very minimal editing. I don't edit out the ums and uhs just because it's hard to really do that and still have it sound like a smooth flowing sentence. It sounds like their cadence is kind of randomly rising and lowering without much context when I take those out. But usually I just, like, I still edit in Anchor. I just don't record in Anchor anymore. So I record in StreamYard all my um, pre-record segments. So that'll be the intermission, the opening, the closing thoughts for every episode. And I'll put in the um, the host-read ads. And I just kind of all mix and match and put in the transition music, all that together in Anchor. How many episodes do you have out now? I have almost 40 episodes out now. And is it a weekly show? Uh, yes, but I also have bonus episodes. So there's some weeks I have like maybe two or three episodes coming out. How do you find that cadence? Are you able to keep up? Yes and no. Really, I've, I've just recently gotten into a good pace with it where I'll spend a couple weeks where I'll record maybe three or four episodes that weekend. And then I'll have a lineup for a few weeks where I can work and focus my attention elsewhere instead of all on recording. So I kind of just try to balance my schedule to where I'm not overwhelmed with trying to get like what I was doing at first was I was recording and putting the episode out, like recording one day and then putting the episode out within the next 12 hours. And there was a lot of stress trying to get the episode out in time to air. So now I record like a couple weekends beforehand and just put it out as it's time for it to air every Wednesday. Is there any goal that you have in mind right now? Anything about your podcast that you're looking at? Hey, maybe I need to start looking at improving this aspect of my show, either a tool that you want to learn graphics or a component of your show or anything what are you looking at improving on your show or is it simply just hanging on for the ride week to week? Right now, what I'm trying to improve with my show is just like the variety of content that I'm bringing each week. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately, which was not initially the plan for the show at all. But like I said, it's kind of just every few weeks, it kind of shifts into like a main, a different little subset of episodes of what I choose to cover. And right now I'm just trying to find different ways to engage my audience. And I've been trying to do a lot of outsourcing on Instagram and Reddit to get feedback and see what people, what they like from previous episodes and what would they, and what they would like to see in the future. And I've been getting some feedback on that lately. Okay. Now, one of the things that we're talking about tomorrow on the main better podcasting show, when we record is anonymous podcasting and I think that you are podcasting anonymously, which is fine. My question is, do you have any pros or cons to podcasting anonymously that you've run into this year? Honestly, I I would say I've had an easier time podcasting anonymously considering my topic than I would have if I had shown my face and my name, just because I work in a um, a corporate job and having a cannabis podcast i don't feel like those two things would mix necessarily 
So um, for me, as long as whoever I want on the show is able to tell that I'm a real person and not that I, and not that I'm just some type of bot that's engaging with them through DMs on Instagram, which I've had no issues like that. But it's always been something I've been worried about somebody thinking I'm just somebody trying to like leech onto them for like some type of ad or like to sell them something. Interesting. Real person versus bot. That's something I hadn't taken into account in my pluses and minuses so far. So thank you for covering that. Mm. One of the things that you wanted to talk about was your fantastic connections that you've been making, the organic connections with your fans and the community through your interactive content. Yeah, um, I've been working on the Instagram page alongside the uh, podcast as well uh, since April. And I've been making a lot of content over there, a lot of infographics, polls and stuff for people to interact with. I try to show off different products that I'm trying because people want to know, like, that's really where I got the idea to do product reviews from is because people were asking me, like, well, how do you like them? They were reaching out in my DMs. I'm trying to figure out my perspective. So I wanted to share my knowledge on those things. And really just with my show, I try to share my knowledge with people on cannabis. So I try to get those organic connections as much as possible. Anytime I get a new follower, I'll like reach out to them with my own little personalized message, kind of like, thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, if you have any type of suggestions you'd like to reach out or you just want to chat, just let me know. And I've met some really nice people that way that have given me some nice suggestions. Have you found that your show has been growing over the course of the past year? Have you, have you hit some plateaus? I've definitely hit plateaus, but I'd say the, honestly, the Instagram is probably growing more than the show itself. Have you ever thought about branching out beyond Instagram and is it Twitter? Is that your other social media? I use cannabis. I do not use Twitter. Uh, okay. Cannabis is basically just like a hodgepodge of like Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, but for cannabis. Okay. So have you thought about branching out beyond that into anything else like Facebook or TikTok or something, or you're pretty comfortable with just those two? I'm pretty comfortable with just the two that I have right now. And also a little bit of redditing as well, because um, like I'm doing the graphic design, I'm writing the episodes, I'm already doing a lot and I don't want to spread myself too thin and trying to figure out how to make visual content for an audio only podcast on TikTok. That's a little bit hard for me to do. And I do upload sound bites of my episodes to Instagram. But I haven't thought of doing that on TikTok just because I don't really use TikTok that much. It just seems like it'd be another thing that I would end up not even paying attention to. Have you run into anything with the industry or the tools that you have available that you're just like, I wish I could do this and I don't know how or I don't know if there's tools out there to do this beyond the StreamYard anchor recording thing? Is there anything else out there about podcasting in its entirety that you're like, I just want to do this? I really, I just want to promote my podcast, but because I, the, the um, topic that I cover, I actually got myself flagged pretty immediately on Instagram because um, even though I'm in a legal state, it's hard for 
the IGHQ to really understand what's legal and what's not. So they flag everything. And so my post, even though I'm putting infographics up, trying to spread knowledge, they're getting taken down because it's seen as just illicit drug use. And it's kind of hard to combat that. So really, if I just had a way that I could get my content out there, connect with people without having the risk of having my page randomly removed one day, that'd be awesome. What are your more successful posts like that aren't taken down? Uh, Well, actually, I haven't had that many taken down. I just know a lot of people that have. I've had maybe one or two, but my page is still flagged usually as long as i have no pictures of like bud in the post so like no cannabis at all is just an infographic and i just keep like a little information about like medicinal benefits to a minimum in there and also keep the hashtags like not for sale on instagram federally legal things to that extent depending on what the post is as long as i cover those bases those posts don't get removed and they get a lot of positive feedback So podcasting and social media, for that matter, are not just national within the United States. They're international. Have you run into any international issues with either your podcast or your social media accounts? Uh, No, uh, not not yet. I've noticed that I've been getting some international listeners, but I haven't had any international issues. No. Do you have any questions that you'd like to ask? podcast consultant. I'll just label myself that for now. Would you have any questions that you'd like to ask somebody that might be able to give you advice? Hmm. Okay. How do I go about, um, I, I know how to make connections with fans, but how do I go about making connections with other podcasters and building a community that way? Well, if you want other podcasters in general or podcasters within your space. Podcasters within my space, probably. You'd have to find where they congregate to begin with. And that second social media account that you were talking about probably would be a good start. I don't know if there's any specific communities on Reddit, but other than our podcasting, I don't know if there's a cannabis subreddit or not, but that might be a good place. I don't know. Facebook has those places as well. And you're not there. So maybe that's a moot point. Conferences and conventions. Do you know of any conferences or conventions about the industry or medicinal use? Um, not in my area. That's a key part. Not in your area. You might want to find one that is close enough for you to travel to and just start meeting people. You might want to put the call out locally to meet people as well. Of course, there's all sorts of legality issues with that, and you don't want to probably run into somebody from work, so there's an issue for you there. Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably want to go somewhere that you're not leading the charge on it, and maybe someplace that's got a lot of people to it. Now, I'm just not familiar with that industry. I'm not against cannabis use, but I can't use it for my job and my entire adult life. I have not been able to use it. And even CBD oil, by the way, it pops positive on tests at my work. So we can't even use that. So I'm not much help with that other than try to keep finding places that people that use cannabis would congregate to. 
I don't know if you'd be able to do some sort of just textual posts and try to find people that way that might comment on the posts or follow you on your social media from that and then find your content, your podcasting content from there. I don't know what the rules are on posting like a site like Medium is. So that's something to look into. Where can you post actual articles and can you get SEO from that? Yeah, I haven't, I've had a really hard time making myself discoverable on the internet. So how would I go about doing what I was the only way to do that by having my own website? If you have your own website and you continually post with organic posts, like you actually write them, it's not something that's cut and paste from another post or whatever. It's actually stuff that you write and you hit the correct terms in the titles of the posts. And then probably in the first few lines, there's whole portions of YouTube University, which you can look into for SEO, that search engine optimization, SEO, and look into that and look into how you can maximize your SEO on your podcast, on your social media, and on your posts once you do that. Now, I've heard two different things about podcasts versus a blog. There's tens of thousands and now hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of blogs out there. And podcasts realistically actively being made, there's tens of thousands. You know, you could say there's 4 million podcasts out there, but maybe 100,000 of them get updated on an annual basis. So there's some contention with those numbers. So with the numbers with podcasting, that I just described, they're less than the numbers that I just described with blogs. So technically, you're a little bit more discoverable with podcasting. However, I think the textual stuff gets hit pretty hard on search engines. YouTube with Google is also a big place to do SEO. However, just putting up a static image on a post is not good SEO. They don't, YouTube doesn't want to throw that in their algorithm. They want to throw at least moving content in their algorithm. So I know a bunch of people say that they throw a static image up on their, their video and they can upload their MP3s and whatever service they're using combines it all to become a video that's uploaded to YouTube. I don't think that is very engaging. You're not going to break anything there. You're not going to break into the YouTube or Google search engine optimization that way. I hear that people have been successful, but I have to question how successful they're actually being. Like, are they really picking up followers or is it just bots that they're picking up? And then how long are they listening to the video before they turn it off? I know a lot of people I've heard use YouTube to listen to podcasts. And if you could find those people that they would flock there. But for the large part, YouTube does not prioritize that in their search algorithm. Like if you create a YouTube account and you get on YouTube and you're searching for stuff, it doesn't show you static image videos. It's just not something that it looks into. You have to actually search for the exact term to get to those sorts of channels and, and videos. So it's 
not easy what you're asking to do for sure. There's little bits of things that you can do along the way. And in my opinion, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to scrape and you were doing a great job, as you said, just a little bit ago that you were interacting with each individual new listener that came on or new follower that came on and you're creating the community that way. I think that's the right way that you have to do it. A lot of hobby podcasters are in that boat where they start their show and they get 15 to 20 listens. They're like, I'm supposed to be getting more than this. My content is better than this. And they end up having to make one friend at a time and really interact with those listeners and then grow that 15 or 20 to a hundred. And then a hundred, you have to really scratch and get to 200 and, and 500 from there. A lot of people that do it that way takes three to five years to really create a sustainable audience. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so it seems like I'm very, I'm in the infancy stage of this. Yeah. A lot of people get that way and can get discouraged, but if you keep at it and you keep finding new ways to connect with new listeners, that's the key to long-term success with podcasting. And And that's the other question. What are your goals with your show? Do you want this to go on forever? Do you think you'll do it for a couple of years and then you'll move on to something else? I mean, what's your real goal here? Really, I want to do this show for at least a a couple more years to see how things go. I was hoping to really um, just engage more with other podcasts, meet more people, because that was the main goal with my podcast was to meet others, since I don't really live in an area where I can go out and meet a lot of folks. So getting to have those organic connections through my show. And really, I just, as long as I want to keep meeting new people in the cannabis community and learning about them and their product. And as, as long as there's new companies that I figure I'll be doing it. So at least for the next couple of years, and then we'll see if I have any major life changes where things take me, but I don't want to like double down right now and promise 10 years worth of smoke to smoke when I'm not even sure about the first two. <laughs> Well, it's really important to keep your goals in mind as you go forward. Some some people get discouraged because they don't have in their minds what they say is, I I just want to connect with the community, like you just said, which is great. And it's what we've done at Better Podcasting and all the rest of my shows, actually. But then in the back of a lot of people's minds, after they've been doing it a year or two, they're like, I really should have 500 listeners per episode now, or I should be able to monetize now. I should have 5,000, you know, whatever that is. And they have that in the back of their mind and they've never written it down. They've never spoken it. They've never admitted that that is really their goal with their show. And so when they don't get it by whatever time, then they get really discouraged and they move on. So it's important to keep what the true goal of the show is on the tip of your mind as you go forward. And then you can make decisions based on that. For example, with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is my podcast in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I just wanted to create a community where I could talk about Marvel stuff, the the movies, the TV shows, and have it as a central hub for others to come and talk about it. That's it. I, I didn't want to be the be-all, end-all of coverage with Marvel. That's a full-time job in and of itself. I mean, like, whole media outlets are designed to cover Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I just wanted to have a a podcast with close friends that I could go on and do that with. So I don't care that I don't have 10,000 listens per show on that show because that's never been the goal for that at all. And I'm okay with that. And 
just depending on what your goals are, just remember to keep that in mind. And then you will not get discouraged because it sounds like from what your goals were that you said you wanted to meet people, you wanted to connect with people because you were isolated. It sounds like you're doing that. So if you keep on doing that, I think you're golden. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really hoping for any super ambitious numbers um, like that would be awesome. But I barely live in a town that has over 10,000 people in there. So to expect to get 15,000 listens an episode when I'm just trying to pass out business cards and re- connect organically that way, that's a lot to ask. So really, I've just I've been um, even if it's just like one or two new listens a day, because there have been days where I've gotten very low amounts of listens like that. But it's still just like, hey, look, somebody listened to the show. Somebody found some enjoyment out of it because it's like just an education platform that documents my journey with medical cannabis, what I learned and what I hope to share with others so that they can learn, too. So you've had about 40 episodes out. Do you have any favorite moments from the show that stick out in your mind? My favorite moments from the show have been um, when I hosted game show episodes. I have another one that I'm hosting in a couple weeks, and that'll be my first time hosting it on StreamYard. But usually it's just, it's a way for me to connect with some of the previous guests I've had on the show, as well as people that are interested in being guests in the future. So kind of just building some traction to the show and getting some eyes based off of just us playing different um, different guessing games or I'll do like a trivia segment or things like that. And they can win like a smoke to smoke T-shirt or a water bottle or a mug and everything I've tried to make the design for and show them just so that they are excited about the show and excited um, for what the show has to offer. So you are on a podcast about podcasting right now with other hobby podcasters, very similar to what you're doing in all sorts of genres and communities. Do you have any tips that you'd like to give out to anybody that you've discovered along the way? Oh, yes, definitely make a game plan, schedule post ahead of time, Uh, especially if you're trying to um, gain traction and build a community on social media. You're going to be constantly um, in a tailspin, especially if you work 40 hours like I do, trying to find time to make posts and promote the content you make during the day, unless you take the time at night to um, write it all down, maybe in a Google Doc or like a note somewhere on your phone so you have it. Just so when it's time, I usually wait till around the peak times, like probably around nine in the morning or around lunchtime. And that's when I just copy and paste what I've posted. Well, copy and paste what I've written down, post it and have the little graphic visual that I've made for it. So if you really cut down those corners where you can, you'll save yourself a lot of time in the long run. Awesome. Any other tips? No, I feel like that was one good one. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's all I got too. It's been fun having you on the show. Thank you so much for connecting with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Where is the best place for our better podcasting audience to find your content? Well, you can go over to Instagram. That's where most people find me at smoke to smoke underscore podcast. And the link for the um, basically all the episodes, um, any type of discount codes for all my affiliates, all of that is linked in the bio. And if you just stick around and check out the Instagram page, you can see little sneak peek clippets of the episodes that just came out that week. You can see infographics on different strains. You can have 
a little taste into what I'm doing in my free time. And yeah, just hop on over and chat with me. I'd love to get to know you. Sounds fun. Well, thank you very much for being here. Of course. Thank you so much. And thank you for spending your time with Kadabra and me over the past half an hour or so. If you like content like this, please subscribe to the Better Podcasting YouTube channel and like the video and click that bell. If you are listening to the audio version, please give Better Podcasting Chats with SP a follow on your podcatcher app of choice. Stephen and I would greatly appreciate it. Now, tomorrow night, Stephen and I will be recording episode 263 of Better Podcasting. This is the main show, that is. And for this show, Better Podcasting Chats with SP, next week, I will be connecting with TV's Travis. Now, Travis has had a guest and movie-driven podcast called Wait, You Haven't Seen? In which either Travis or his guest watch a movie they haven't seen and discuss it in detail. And he is definitely a film aficionado. In the meantime, go ahead and join the podcasting conversation on our Discord server, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. You can find both Stephen and myself there every day. We'll see everybody next time. Bye.